This is the day that the Lord has made and we have chosen to rejoice and be glad in it. Grace and peace from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm ex I am so excited to be with you on this morning. Happy New Year's to everyone. I pray that you had a wonderful holiday season. And I wanna thank you all that sent uh, my wife and I gifts and cards. We celebrate God and we praise God for each and every one of you. I always say people don't have to be nice. So we thank you for your acts of kindness. Now, you know what our, what our culture is here at the Point of Praise Family Life Center. We believe sharing is caring. So at this time, if you can just take a moment to share uh, our virtual worship experience with your Facebook community, we will really appreciate it. Also, you can start a watch party Get as many as people as you can on the platform on today. I believe that God has a word that's going to revolutionize our lives. I believe that God has a prophetic word for us that's going to really paint a picture for the direction in which God wants us to go in as a ministry and as the body of Christ at large. Now, you know, you all know that, you know, we get an opportunity in the in-person gathering to hug on one another and welcome one another. We're a touchy-filly church. We like to hug each other, shake each other's hand, encourage uh, one another and fellowship with one another. Uh, but since the pandemic, we have not been able to do that. And so what we do here on our virtual platform is we meet and greet one another. So I'd like you to go right into the common area at this time so that I can greet greet you all and also meet our first-time guests. Now, if you are a first-time guest, please let us know that you are our first-time guest we, because we want to get a special gift out to you. So if you're a first-time guest, please let us know that this is your first time worshiping with the Point of Praise Family Life Center on our virtual platforms. God bless you, Sister Cynthia Childs. Happy New Year. God bless you. Jimmy Wells, my brother, God bless you, Elder Townsend, God bless you all. Good to see you uh, on our virtual platform on this morning. We celebrate God also for our senior pastor and his lovely wife, Pastor James Childs and First Lady Childs. Let's give them thumbs up and some hearts. Let's make them blush. God bless you, Sister June. Happy New Year. Come on, let's get those hearts going and those thumbs up. God bless you, Sister uh, Priscilla. God bless you, Sister Joyce Armstrong. I know that, Sister Angela. God bless you, Mother Jerry Blake. Happy New Year. God bless you, Deacon Holland. Let's celebrate God also for my lovely wife, Lady Shamika Brown. Come on, give her some hearts and some thumbs up. Let's get those hearts shooting up in the air. Glory to God. I am so, so, so excited to preach the word of the Lord uh, on this morning. Come on, who else is on with us on today? Hallelujah. God bless you, Sister Anderson. God bless you. Happy New Year's to you and your family. God bless you. Also, what I would like to do, we have to start the new year off right. You know, in our previous uh, gatherings, we did not welcome our Zoom audience. We have a whole family over there that's a part of the point of praise. And we even have some guests that may be on our Zoom platform. So we celebrate God for you this morning. Happy New Year's to you all. To you all. God bless you, Mother Giles. Happy New Year. God bless you, 
Brother Alfred, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. God bless you and good morning, Brother Todd. Let's give some hearts and some thumbs up for our Zoom audience also. God bless you. Mother Gerald, God bless you. My mother-in-law, uh, I don't really do that in-law stuff. So my mother in love, I, I call her mom. I don't do that in-law stuff. God bless you, Sister Williams, Kenyatta. I pray I'm saying your name right. Please don't, 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 don't blast me out. Don't blast me out. Good morning, Sister Kenyatta Williams. God bless you all. God bless you. Well, we thank and we praise God for you all. I have a word for you on this morning. I believe that God has something he wants to say to us on today. And God, the Holy Spirit has given me a word and uh, for the direction in which we're going in as a ministry uh, for 2021. I believe 2021 will start the momentum uh, for what God is, is doing for the Point of Praise Family um, Life Center. So I don't want to box us in to a year, but the Holy Spirit began to speak to me concerning a particular subject matter. And I believe this is the heart of God for the people of God in this season. So this morning, we're going to speak from the subject matter, It's Hardest Time. Our theme for 2021 is this is the year of the harvest. This is the year of the harvest. So this morning, we're going to launch a particular series entitled, It's Time for the Harvest. Now, you know, this is an interactive time of, of ministering. So I just would like to start out by asking you all a question. When you hear this particular topic, it's harvest time, or when you hear this is the year of the harvest, what comes to your mind? Put it right in the comment area. What comes to your mind when you hear this is the year of the harvest or it's harvest time? What's the first thing that comes uh, to your mind? Because I believe the Holy Spirit is speaking to us and we want to hear what the Spirit is saying to us as the church i believe this is a prophetic word from the lord and god has given us direction for our ministries for our ministry rather and we don't want to miss what god is saying uh to us so i'm really encouraging you to tap in and plug in and really hear what the holy spirit is saying uh sister vicky said transformation when she hears harvest is harvest time or this is the year of the harvest she hears the word transformation anyone else when you hear it's harvest time or this is the year of the harvest what do you hear what what comes to your spirit what comes to your mind when you hear it's harvest time or this is the year of the harvest a great blessing a great blessing okay anybody else when you hear it's harvest time or this is the year of the harvest reaping what we sow reaping reaping what we sow okay let's keep it going what else what else comes to your spirit what else comes in your heart and your mind mother giles says change when you hear it's harvest time or this is the year of the harvest souls souls a great gathering of blessings i have a good class on this morning i have a great class so someone says souls a gathering of blessings securing and raking in all you planted glory to god somebody's getting deep soul winning these these are all good things that you all are sharing on this morning so what we're going to do is we're going to dive into uh the scripture that the holy spirit has given us and we want to hear what jesus is saying as it pertains to of the harvest. We're going to be speaking from Mark of uh, the ninth chapter, I believe, around that 35th through the 38th verse. And in Matthew, 
is a tax collector. Now, contrary to uh, popular belief, tax collectors were uh, unpopular. They were unpopular individuals. Um, Matthew wrote to a Jewish audience about a Jewish king and his kingdom. Now, Jesus here in this particular text, he's going to be using agricultural uh, terminologies because in biblical times, they, live in the, they lived in an agricultural society. So Jesus used terms in which the disciples could understand. So let's look at our scripture text this morning in Matthew of the ninth chapter, the ninth chapter and uh, that 35th through the 38th verse. We're going to read it in the Christian standard Bible. The Bible says Jesus continued going around to all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and every sickness. When he saw the crowds, he felt compassion for them because they were distressed and dejected like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is abundant but the workers are few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send workers into his harvest. Now, let me give you a working definition of this word harvest. Let me give you a working definition of the word harvest. The harvest denotes a time of gathering. So what Jesus was saying is the time of gathering is right. The time is right. One of the words um, one of the words, one of the meanings for the word time uh, in scripture is um, fullness. So Jesus was saying, it's the fullness of time now. The harvest is mature. It's time for the end gathering. It's time for us to put our hand to the plow. And it's time for us to reap this harvest. Now, the harvest is the culmination of the agricultural cycle followed immediately by the processing of crops and fruits. Now, let's go to Amos, the ninth chapter and the 13th verse real quick. Just allow me to lay a foundation because a good agricultural year would have been one in which one gathering activity did not end before another started. Now in Amos, the ninth chapter in the 13th verse, it's going to back that statement up. It says, the time will come, says the Lord, when the grain and the grapes will grow faster than they can be harvested. Then the uh, terraced vineyards on the hills of Israel will drip with sweet wine. In other words, what Amos was saying here is that the reaper was going to overtake the sower. Now, I made a statement previously before we read that particular text, and I want to make this statement again. A good agricultural year would have been one in which one gathering activity did not end before another started. In other words, as, as one harvest uh, would begin, um, and then in another harvest would stop. So it would happen one harvest after another, one harvest after another, one harvest after another. It was perpetual. And what the Holy Spirit is saying to us in this season that we're in, that we're about to experience a perpetual harvest. We're about to experience a record-breaking 
harvest. Let me read Amos, the ninth chapter uh, in the Message Bible. It's not going to be on the screen. Uh, I'm just going to pull it up. It's uh, in the Message Bible. It says, yes, indeed, it won't be long now, God decrees. Things are going to happen so fast, your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of another. You won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once and everywhere you look, blessings, blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and hills. I'll make everything right again for my people, Israel. So what the prophet was saying is there's going to be so many blessings that's going to come that your head is going to be spinning. And that's what we're about to experience as the body of Christ. There's going to be so many blessings that's going to come upon the people of God. So many opportunities that God is going to afford to us to win souls, to reap the harvest that is going to blow our minds. You notice the blessings that I'm talking about our souls because a lot of times when we hear that word blessings we think about cars cash clothes and cribs but uh, in the context of what I'm, I'm teaching on on this morning the blessings that i'm talking about is the harvesting of souls i believe with all in my heart this is the year that we will experience a record-breaking harvest. Won't you declare and decree that right in the comment area that this will be the year that we will experience a record-breaking harvest, a harvesting of souls. That's the blessing that we're talking about. Lives being transformed, lives being changed. And my prayer is in this season that God will give us a soul winner's consciousness. It's about the kingdom of God. It's not about us. It's not about our agenda, but it's about the kingdom of God. And the harvest is truly ripe right now. I don't want to get ahead, ahead of myself. Now let's go back to the scripture text so that we can break it down a little bit. Let's go back to the scripture text in Matthew, the ninth chapter, that 35th through that 38th verse. Let's go right back to the scripture. It says, Jesus continued going around all the towns and villages, doing what? Teaching in their synagogues and preaching the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and every sickness. So Jesus, he was going around the towns and he was teaching and preaching the good news of the kingdom of God, the rule and the reign of God in heaven and in the earth. And while he was doing that, he also made sure that he, were heal he was healing individuals of every sickness and disease. Jesus was also, he was also casting out devils. Now we must understand and recognize that Jesus was on assignment. He was on assignment. Jesus was sent here to reconcile man back to God. Jesus knew that his primary purpose for being here on the earth was to redeem mankind by giving his life as a living sacrifice. Now, even though Jesus understood that that was his primary purpose in the earth, while he was in the process of completing his assignment, he made sure that he took time out to meet the needs of individuals. 
Jesus had a very busy schedule. He only had a certain amount of time to reconcile man back to God because he would often prophesy as he was with the disciples. He would let them know, listen, uh, this temple is going to be destroyed, but within three days, it's going to be resurrected. Jesus let them know that there was a time frame there. There was a process that was going to take place. But in the midst of Jesus completing his assignment, in the midst of Jesus making sure he stayed on track with his scheduling, he took time out to meet the needs of individuals. What does that say about you and I? As we're fulfilling our daily mandates, as we're taking care of our daily needs, if you will, we must make sure that in the process of what we're doing throughout the day, that we recognize the needs of other individuals and we take time out of our busy schedule to meet those needs. In this season, it's very important that we do not miss opportunities that God is going to present to us in meeting the needs of other individuals. We know you have a life. We know that I have a life and we have things we have to do on a daily basis, but we have to have a soul winner's consciousness because the harvest is ripe. The time is right right now. The time is right right now. It's the right time to win souls into the kingdom of God. And we can't, we can't be so focused on what we have to accomplish that we forget about meeting the needs of other individuals. Now, we know Jesus was more busy than any of us. Jesus had the weight of the world on his shoulders. The Bible declares and decrees that the government was on his shoulders. And sometimes we have the weight of the world on our backs. But irregardless of all that, we still have to recognize and discern opportunities that God affords us. Jesus was plugged in. Jesus was tapped in. He was able to recognize and discern the needs of individuals. And I'm praying that God will raise our level of discernment so we can begin to meet the needs of individuals, that we can begin to minister to individuals on a consistent basis. And I'm telling you right now, it's going to happen more now than ever before. And I'm going to repeat it again that this is our year for a record-breaking harvest. Now, let's go back to the text. It says, now, when he saw the crowds, Jesus saw the crowds, he felt compassion for them. He had a heart for them. My God, he had unconditional love for them. He was moved by what he saw. The Bible says when he saw the crowds, he felt compassion. We're going to have to be concerned about people. Now, no one can tell me that, that they are a saint, they are a believer, and they don't have love for people. They don't care about advancing the kingdom of God. They don't care about winning souls. If you don't care about people, if you're not passionate about people, if you're not passionate about transforming the lives of other individuals, you need to check out your salvation. Because if we say we love God and God loves people, then we should be loving people also. This thing is about people. It's about transforming the lives of other individuals. 
So the Bible says when he saw the crowds, he felt compassion for them because they were distressed and dejected like sheep without a shepherd. Now, when you hear this word, when you hear the words distressed and dejected, what comes to your mind when you hear the words distressed and deject, dejected? Because the Bible says that when he looked upon the crowd, he saw them. They were distressed. They were dejected. They were like sheeps without shepherds. When you see that, when you hear the word distressed and dejected, what comes into your heart? What comes to your mind? What comes to your, to your spirit? Because Jesus recognized something. He was able to sense something. He was able to, to see something. What, what comes to your heart? What comes to your mind when you see this, when you hear the word distress and dejected? No hope. That's good. No hope. Somebody else. When you hear the word distress and dejected, what, what, what comes to your mind? What comes to your heart? What comes in your spirit? Lost and confused. Good. No hope lost and confused come on give me a couple of more distressed and dejected distressed and dejected no hope lost and confused come on give me two more give me two more easy to be led astray come on give me another one come on no hope lost and confused easy to be led astray sorrow or pain they didn't know what to do lost that's good so Jesus said they were distressed and dejected. Let me define this word distress for you. Distress means to be filled with anxiety, sorrow, and pain. So these individuals were, they were filled with anxiety. They were filled with worry. They were sorrowful and they had a lot of pain. Doesn't it sound like that? Uh, sound like today where during this time of pandemic, because the truth of the matter is, yes, we've entered into a new year, but we've entered into a new year with last year's issues. We're still in a pandemic. We're still dealing with racial injustice. Individuals are still unemployed. We have families that are still struggling to uh, 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 get food uh, so that they can have hot meals on a daily basis. So we're still dealing with these these situations that we face in 2020. And we have individuals in our community, in our society, in our nation, and throughout the world, they're filled with anxiety. They are full of worry. They are sorrowful and they're in pain because some of them don't know how they're going to meet uh, ends meet. They don't know um, uh, when uh, they're going to get another paycheck. Some individuals don't know how they're going to make it. They're in pain. They're sorrowful. They've lost loved ones. And some individuals are in the process of losing loved ones right now. Individuals have family members that's in the hospital right now struggling with coronavirus and other diseases. So we have a world right now that's distressed. They're full of anxiety. They're full of sorrow and they're in pain. And we have the answer. We have the ability to meet their needs, but we're going to have to be plugged in and we're going to be have to be tapped in like Jesus was in the book of Matthew, where we can discern 
the needs of people that so that we can discern and be sensitive to the pain and the sorrow of individuals. It's prime time right now, and people are open to receive a word from the Lord. They're open to receive words of encouragement. They're open to receive a building new and fresh relationships. And there's an anointing upon the people of God right now to meet the needs of individuals that's in distress and they are dejected. Let's uh, define this word de dejected. The word dejected means sad, dispirited, and depressed. We have a lot of individuals in this world right now. They're sad. They're dispirited. The wind has been knocked out of them. The truth of the matter is the wind has been knocked out of some of you all. Individuals are dealing with depression. They're struggling. Their emotions are all over the place. They're emotionally unhealthy. Individuals feel like they have no hope. They feel like all hope is gone. Individuals are in a place of feeling suicidal and lonely and out there by themselves. And we have the answer. They used to sing a song when I was growing up. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him, there's no other. Jesus is the way. And I know this is not a popular message. I know this is not the type of message that gets individuals running and shouting and dancing. But to me, this is an exciting message because we get an opportunity to partner with God in advancing his kingdom. We get an opportunity with partnering with God, partnering with God to transform society, to transform the lives of individuals. And that should be exciting in and of itself that we get an opportunity to play a role in transforming the lives of individuals, transforming their families, meeting the needs of individuals, putting smiles back on people's faces and restoring joy and hope in the lives of other individuals. That should make you shout. That should make you dance. And I believe in 2020, what the Lord showed us is that we can't just get, we just can't be focused rather on having church. It's time for us to be the church. It's time for us to be the full representation of who Christ is in the earth. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And it's time for us to show individuals how much we care. Now, I know ministries all across the country, even our ministry, um, we're, doing, we, we, we're doing a lot of outreach and, and we're touching the lives of individuals through our outreach efforts. But one of the things the Holy Spirit said to me on the other day, he said, make sure that every outreach effort has an evangelistic arm to it. In other words, you can be doing outreach without doing evangelism. You can be providing needs for individuals, but never sharing the good news of the kingdom of God. So while we're meeting needs of individuals, we must make sure that we take advantage of that opportunity and share the good news of the gospel of the kingdom of God. Now let's go back to the scripture 
Let's go back to the scripture. It says, now when he saw the crowds, he felt compassion for them because they were distressed and dejected like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is abundant. Glory be to God. He's saying it's prime time now. The harvest is abundant. Won't you put that right in the common area? Say it's prime time now. Just put in the common area. It's time for the harvest. The time is right right now. He says the harvest is abundant, but the workers are few. We need workers. That's what he was saying. We need some workers. We need individuals that's going to put their hands to the plow because the harvest is plenteous right now. The harvest is ripe. Glory be to God. People are ready to receive this message. People are open to receive this message. Jesus is saying the harvest is ripe. Glory to God. But the workers are few. I'm praying in this season that God will release an anointing upon people that they will have a mind to work. I'm praying that God will restore individuals' drive and their vigor and their passion in regards to the kingdom of God and establishing the kingdom of God in the earth and winning souls for Jesus Christ. He says, the harvest is abundant, but the workers are few. Therefore, this is what I need you to do. I need you to pray. I need you to intercede. I need you to stand in the gap. I need you to pray to the Lord of the harvest. I need you to talk to God about the harvest. And this is what I need you to pray, that he will send out workers into the harvest. And that's my prayer in this season. And I need you to partner with me in prayer. Point of Praise Family Life Center and those of you that have partnered with us today. I need you to pray that God sends workers out into the harvest, that God will give them wisdom, that God will give them what to say and how to say it, that God will put individuals in the right places at the right time, that uh, God will put individuals in other uh, people's pathway and they won't miss the moment. They'll be able to discern the opportunity and they'll be able to drop seeds. They'll be able to drop nuggets so individuals can receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You might be the one that plants the seed. Somebody else may be the one that waters the seed and God will ultimately give the increase. But it's time for us to take our rightful position in the earth. It's time for us to embrace responsibility, take on responsibility because it's harvest time. Can't you look out into the world and see that the harvest is plenteous, that there's an abundant amount of individuals that's ready to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. They just need the people of God to share good news with them. And the good news is that Jesus came that you may have a right to the tree of life. Jesus came to reconcile you back to God. Jesus came to reconnect you back to God. What that means is you were connected to God at one time, but because of sin, because of the sin in the garden, because of sins that you've committed, you've been disconnected to God. But when you receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you are reconnected, reconciled back to God, and all your debts are paid. All your debts are eliminated because Jesus paid the price for sin over 2,000 years 
ago. And I want the saints of God to partner with God in this season in advancing the kingdom of God and sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. And I want to pray for some individuals this morning. You are dejected. You are distressed. You're sad. You're worrying. You're depressed. And I'm telling you right now, Jesus came to save you. Jesus came to redeem you from sin. Jesus came to pay the price for your sin. He came to reconcile you, reconnect you back to God. He came to save you. And that word saved means salvation. He came to snatch you out of the hand of the enemy. This is your day of salvation. Don't you miss this opportunity. Glory be to God. You may, you may even be in a backslidden condition where you were once a part of the kingdom of God. You was once a part of the body of Christ, but you went back into the world. You went back into your sinful nature. Today, return back to God. God is ready to save you. God is ready to turn your life around. This is your day of salvation. Don't you miss this opportunity. And I know there's teachings out there that there's many ways to God and there's uh, 5,500 gods uh, in the world. Yep, there may be 5,500 different gods and there are different ways to get to those gods. But if you want to get to the God of the Bible, if you want to spend eternity in heaven with the God that I'm talking about, Jesus gives us strict instructions. He says, I'm the way to the God of the Bible. I am the truth. I'm the light. No one comes to the Father but by me. If you want the God that I'm talking about, the all-powerful, the all-wise, the all-knowing, the all-seeing God, the God that cared so much about you that he sent his son, whew, that he may save your life. This is what I need you to do if you say, I'm ready to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I need you to repeat this prayer after me because the Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God has raised Christ Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. With the heart man believeth, with the mouth confession is made known unto God. Just stop what you're doing right now. Repeat these words after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. Forgive me for all of my sins. Come into my life right now and save me i confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you were raised from the dead just for me lord jesus i thank you right now for coming into my life and saving me repeat these words with boldness say satan take your hands off my mind off my soul and off my spirit i belong to god i belong to god I belong to God right now. Hmm. In Jesus' name, amen. If you repeated that prayer after me, we want to welcome you into the body of Christ. We're so excited that you're a part of the family of God, and we want to come alongside you and help you with your Christian walk. Now, this is what I need you to do. I need you to follow these instructions in detail. I need you to text 845-209-1303. Again, text 
209-1303, right in the message area, put the word new B, N-E-W-B. Again, text 845-209-1303, and right there in the message area, put the word new B, and somebody from our aftercare team will be in contact with you uh, within the next 24 to 48 hours. Again, welcome to the body of Christ. We love you, and we believe that your life is forever changed because today you've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And that was my heart today. That was my drive today is really to win people into the kingdom of God. And I pray you were able to connect with this message and understand as the Point of Praise Family Life Center, we're focusing on the harvest in 2021 and beyond. This is the year of the harvest and i want to pray for for you all on this morning father in the name of jesus we thank you and we praise you this morning for those individuals that's a part of this worship experience father i pray that you allow them to keep the main thing the main thing father allow there to be a priority shift in their lives where they seek ye first the kingdom of god and your righteousness and we know if we do that all these other things shall be added unto us father give us a soul winner's consciousness father allow us to discern every opportunity that you afford to us to minister to other individuals father give us a passion for souls give us a drive for souls father and father we declare and decree right now that this is our year for a record-breaking harvest god we thank you for opening the floodgates of souls god and we glorify your name father we rebuke fear we rebuke the spirit of intimidation right now in the name of jesus father we release boldness upon your people to speak your word with clarity oh god Father, give your people clear articulation of speech, Father. And Father, don't allow us to miss a moment. Give us what to say, how to say it, and when to say it, God, in the name of Jesus. And Father, as we walk as ambassadors of the kingdom of God, we declare that no weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper. And Father, we glorify you for it now. And Father, we even pray right now for Mother Audrey, Father, as she's dealing, oh God, with this virus. Father, we pray for divine healing. Your word declares that by the stripes of your son Jesus, mm, we are already healed. So we declare healing from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet right now. We command her body, oh God, to line up to your word. Every organ, every ligament, we speak to her respiratory system right now in the name of Jesus. We command it to align up with your word right now. And we rebuke the plans, the schemes, and the tactics of the enemy right now in the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus covers her body right now in the name of Jesus. And Father, even right now, those individuals that may be on this platform that's dealing with sickness and disease, we declare healing right now mm. in the name of Jesus. Father, your word declares, oh God, that your word was confirmed with signs and wonders following. So God, we thank you for every sign and every wonder right now. We thank you for transforming the lives of your people right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for praise reports and testimonies of victory right now in the name of jesus we speak divine health 
over every individual that's dealing with sickness, disease, pain, and affliction. We speak divine health right now. In Jesus' name, let all of God's people shout amen. Glory to God. Won't you do me a great big favor? We can't see you clapping. We can't see you rejoicing. But what we can do right in the common area, you can put clapping hands. You can put a man running. You can put hearts and thumbs up. Come on, let's give God praise for the souls that were saved on this morning. Let's give God praise for the bodies that's been healed by the power of the Holy Spirit. God is doing something fresh and God is doing something new in the lives of the people of God. We thank God for every backslider that's returned. We thank God for a fresh start and a new beginning for you. And we're declaring over the lives of the people of God. I sense a prophetic anointing. We declare and decree new opportunities, new doors, new property acquisitions, new businesses right now. We declare it in the name of Jesus. We declare divine connections and new relationships. We declare right now a new way of thinking, a new way of functioning, a new way of, of operating, a new mindset. We declare it and decree it right now by the power of the Holy Spirit. Something good is happening for you right now. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Come on, just lift your hands right where you are right now and just shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We speak increase over your life. We speak job promotions right now. We declare that in this new season that you will not get sick and you will not go broke. Glory to God. I felt that in my spirit. I'll say it again, that in this new season, you will not get sick and you will not go broke. Won't you put that right in the common area? Say in this new season, I will not get sick and I will not go broke. Glory to God. Increase is your portion. You shall not lack anything. Glory to God. David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor a seed begging bread. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit.